Hi there, travelers. I'm Riley. I'm Angelica. I'm Isabella. And this is True Crime International. Um, Riley, where are we? Where are we going today? Uh, today we're going to Ukraine to talk about the very short span of time that killers known as the Nyprepetrovsk maniacs were active. Good job. And if you very, very good job. I think I said that correctly, but the lady on Google Translate speaks very fast. Okay, <laughs> she speaks very fast. She does not break it down for you. <laughs> no. We've just spent like five minutes all saying it, <laughs> trying to pronounce yeah. it. If it's that's wrong, hard. sorry. Yeah. For the record, it, that's where they live, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's spelled D-N-E-P-O-R-P-E-T-R-O-V-S-K. So if you want to know, just write that down and then try it yourself. Um, <laughs> this this episode, we have a take it or do it yourself activity. <laughs> Try and pronounce all the names. And if you speak Russian, come on our social media and write them out phonetically for us, please. Oh, thank you. That would be incredible. That would be really, really nice. Um, But there's literally no way to discuss this without just like getting right into the meat. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, and I'm going to do that by going through the events that occurred from June 25th to July 16th of 2007. And, like, that's, like, less than a month, okay? And what happens in that minuscule amount of time, I cannot even begin to fathom. So, on the evening of the 27th of June, a 33-year-old woman named Yekaterina Ilchenko was walking home from a friend's house when she was hit in the head with a hammer, killing her. Her mother found her body around 5 a.m. the next day. And this just makes me wonder, if someone had seen her earlier, maybe she could have survived. Like, she could have died from, like, a a, blame, blame, a brain bleed. Yeah. But if she could she have gotten... blood out, or if she was, you yeah. know, horribly injured and then spent the night out- outside, she could have also died of exposure. I know. And it's just so sad that her mother had to be the one to find her. You know, yeah. like, she probably realized that she didn't come home, so she went out looking for her. And that's how she found her. Oh, my gosh. It just breaks my heart. Next, after that, a man named Roman Tatrovic had been sleeping on a bench pretty close to where the first murder happened when he was bludgeoned to death via head wounds that left him unrecognizable. Oh, my God. And not only did these happen within the same hour, these happened on the same night within the same hour. But they were done so publicly, so publicly. It's, it is baffling to me how no one saw anything, nothing. And this bench was literally across the street from the public prosecutor's office. That's bold. That's across bold the action. street. What the fuck? On July 1st, both Yevgenia Grishenko and Nikolai Surchuk were found murdered. There's not a lot of information on these two murders, the ones that were on July 1st. And so for that reason, I'm going to have to skip to the next ones, which happened on the night of July 6th. And a man named Igor Nekvoloda was bludgeoned on his way home, and his mother was also the one to find him, which is devastating. Why does this keep happening? And it seems like the fact that they were close to home was coincidental. Like, I don't think that the killers ever stalked their victims to figure out where they lived to then purposely kill them close to home. Um, But that's more of like a guess. I don't know that for sure. But either way, it's still so sad. It seems like uh, to me that all the victims seem like to be like just like victims of circumstance. Like yes, they're like of opportunity. Home. They're literally just walking yeah. home. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's probably why they're all 
found by relatives because they're they're just walking yeah. home or walking to the store or something like they're locals yeah. just going yeah. about their business how big is this town hold on i'm now i'm curious okay it's a population of just under a million as of 2017 oh yeah and this was in 2007 so it was still a pretty big yeah like it's not tiny yeah and then nearby on that same night again july 6th a 28 year old woman named yelena shram was struck with a hammer several times before she died and the clothes that she'd been carrying with her were used to clean said hammer so they killed her with the hammer took the clothes that she had, and cleaned their hammer with it. And then once again, that same night of July 6th, Valentina Hansa was also murdered. That's This is a spree. This is yeah. textbook This is very spree. much a spree. Yeah. Like, holy I crap. I just, like, cannot imagine. We talked about this in um the Italian episode I did about how, like, the girl's boyfriend had gotten tired mm-hmm. after killing two of the family members mm-hmm. and like i don't understand like i don't understand how these people are like able to kill to kill so people. yes like it's so many gotta be it's gotta be some adrenaline right yeah they have to be like manic oh, for or sure. something like yeah like it, it can't like with the with the boyfriend that like, with the italian case the boyfriend that was killing the girlfriend's family it's like he he didn't seem super invested in it so no. i don't think yeah. he would have had yeah. the adrenaline to to be able to kill the whole family that's why he got so tired for sure yeah so then the next day, the very next day on July 7th, two 14-year-olds were attacked while they were fishing. That's so sad. Vadim Lyakov escaped, but his friend Andrei Sidyuk was unfortunately killed. Police actually thought that Vadim had killed Andrei, but they and they had him arrested, and in a complete failure of justice, they didn't give him counsel like he wasn't like appointed a lawyer and they reportedly beat him and this is a 14 year old boy who was attacked and escaped murder who is now being blamed for the murder of his friend and even if he wasn't even if he wasn't guilty you just don't do that that's a child yeah that had to have been so so traumatic like so traumatic and he actually in the end aided police in solving the case because he saw the men who did it so okay first of all if he saw if he said that he saw the men who did it why were they so mean to him like stop and i feel like they they owe a lot to him because he did not do anything and i hope they feel guilty about what they put him through imagine being 14 and you have the day off school and you go to you know the river or the lake or whatever to go fishing with your friend you get brutally attacked, and then you are arrested for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. your friend is killed, and you're arrested for it. I can't imagine the trauma that kid went no. through. Exactly. So now we're on July 12th, and this is when 48-year-old Sergei Yatsenko went on a motorcycle ride and did not return home. And then four days later, he was found horribly beaten to death. On July 14th, two days later, 45-year-old Natalia... Mamarchuk was going through the woods on her scooter when she was first knocked off of it and then beaten to death with what was likely the hammer once again. And then they drove off on her scooter. They took her scooter. I think it was like, uh, when I say scooter, I think they mean like, like a Vespa, like yeah. a little like, yeah. yeah, like more of like a motorbike kind of thing. Sure. They're really common in Europe. Yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. A really easy it's like it's cheaper than having a car and you can get around like yeah. the town or city where you live on them yeah a lot of not like a have not like a razor scooter but like no. a, like, a <laughs> like a car scooter <laughs> a razor scooter like not quite a motorbike but yeah um and luckily people witnessed this whole thing but they weren't able to catch the killers because they ran off on the scooter but the witnesses were able to provide descriptions of the killers to the police, which was really helpful. Over the next few days, 12 more bodies were found. 
And these killers weren't picky either. They didn't care about age, gender, anything like that. But they did try to go for victims who could be easily incapacitated, like pushed off their scooter, scooter, <laughs> pushed <laughs> off their scooter, hit in the back of the head with a hammer while they're walking home. Or like um, children, clearly. Yeah, children. Um, They also continued to kill them with beatings that were concentrated on the head and the face, which like continued to leave victims unrecognizable, obviously. But this is like where the majority of the beating of the victims took place. That's for me, like that is that is something truly like a a truly crazy human being, like yes. evil human being has to do. And it's also very distinctive. Like yeah. very distinctive. I could not imagine looking someone in the face and like beating the shit out of their face. Like that's yeah. horrifying. Yes, but they didn't they didn't only beat people in the head and if you're eating right now you might want to stop or just skip over the next like 20 seconds um because some of the victims went through even worse treatment than that um a couple had their eyes gouged out and um while they were alive um and there was also a pregnant woman who had her baby cut out of her which is a fear that i didn't know that i had seriously like imagine having a forced c-section yeah i literally just watched an episode of svu like where this happened to someone and like that's something you want to happen only in fiction you don't want that i don't even want it to happen in fiction i'm like i don't want to happen anywhere oh my god like this it it unfortunately is a business like pregnant women get kidnapped and their babies are stolen from the like forcibly stolen from their wombs but like in this case it is clearly not that it is clearly just sadistic yeah. and i don't think that they even tried to target a pregnant woman it was just no. again a victim of circumstance and they were like well since we have a pregnant woman may as well which is even fucking scarier in a way yeah i can't even imagine like oh like the rest like the other victims she was probably just walking home yeah. yeah. She was probably like, oh, I want some cookies. So she went and buy, bought some and then on <laughs> the way home she gets viciously yeah. attacked. The one benefit, which is a bad word to say, but it's the only word that really comes to mind, um, of them being so bold and like killing people literally on the street as they're walking home was that it made it kind of easy to catch them. That's good. So these men, which they assume they were men because... Just, what woman how, would do all this? That's how, like, profiling works. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, okay, it's not that women aren't capable of doing something like this, but these, like, really bold murder attacks. By, murders by women are typically a lot more calculated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're not attacks because attacks, I wonder like, if there's, like, statistics on, like, the people that commit spree killings. Because I, I feel like I personally have never heard of a woman committing a spree killing unless it was like a man and woman duo yeah so where i was going with the um the benefit um the the men had stolen several objects from their victims including cell phones so the police obviously just tracked the cell phones (laughs) and this led them to their three suspects (laughs) some good police work yeah on July 23rd is when, like, they kind of did all this. Um, Two of them, which were Victor Sayenko and Igor Suprinyuk, were arrested at a pawn shop where they were trying to sell one of the phones. One of the victim's phones? Yeah. They arrested Alexander Hansa at home where he was trying to dispose of other information. And if... Hansa sounds familiar. It's because it's also the last name of one of the victims, Valentina Hansa. Relation? No. No. Okay. Just, 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 it's just the same coincidence. Yeah. Um, coincidence. I'm really glad that they caught them on July 23rd because imagine if they hadn't gotten them sooner, how many p- more people they would have killed. Oh, they yeah. They would have stopped. Like, there's no way they would have stopped. They're already no. at, like, what, 21? Like, yeah. that's insane. And, 
I don't think they would have ever stopped, but I think oh. there may have been a falling out between one or two of them. And then one or two of them would have just gone like absolutely insane after that. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Uh, dynamics like between killers that work together always get yeah. super weird. We we saw that in like the um, Angel case that um, Isabella did. Yes. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was on Patreon, though. Yeah. Um, which, again... We've got so many great cases over there. Why aren't you on our Patreon? We have literally so many cases. So many cases. We've got cases in China, Argentina, Canada. It's cool. What am I missing? I don't know. We've got lots. So yeah, (laughs) come on over there because it's it's some good shit and some amazing red eyes. Yes. Oh yeah. Which guys, red eyes? That's some of our best work, truly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So all three of the killers, at the time that they were caught, were around eighteen and nineteen. They're babies. That's yes, so babies. uncomfortable. I remember being 19 and working at Starbucks and someone asked me how old I was and I said 19 and they're like, you're a baby. And I was like, excuse me, I live on my own across the country from my family. I am Literally. not. But I was no. a baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy because like when I think like that's that's not who I imagined committing these crimes. Like, no, no, not at all. I will 100% always be like, a man, thirty to fifty. For I mean, these crimes because it's a spree. I wouldn't. I would never say over forty, probably. Yeah, yeah that's but I true. would probably say at least twenty-five. Twenty-five yeah. to forty. Yeah, Just not a baby, not a not a not a child. Yeah, and all three of these men had men boys yeah. boys had attended school together. I don't think any of them really fit in particularly well, which is why. They all kind of like bonded together. You they don't created say. an alliance. I know, right? <laughs> if they had, if, honestly, if they had fit in, I would, I would be floored. Yeah, yeah, I would be shocked. Um, they did like some typical high school shit where they'd like face their fears, but they were also fucking creeps. They killed and tortured animals, which was them trying to help Alexander get over his fear of blood, apparently. But, like, stop. <laughs> no, it's, like, it's stop. just because y'all nuts. And they also would take pictures of themselves with swastikas that they draw in blood and just other anti-Semitic crap. No. <sighs> like, they're yeah. definitely dicks. And the reason why uh, we know this is because they took pictures and videos of all of it. <laughs> It's like there was like clear proof of how awful they were. And (laughs) it just goes to show how immature they were. Yeah, literally. Literally. Um, And they didn't just start by killing because they had begun committing robberies a while before this. Igor had gotten a green Daiwu Lanos, and that's a car for those of you who don't know. Um, And he had been using it as a taxi. And he started picking people up and robbing them, which Victor and Alexander joined in on. And this would be the same car that they later used in the murders as their, like, getaway car. Okay. Um, what are the taxi laws in Ukraine? I know, right? Um, I, I helped Riley with some research. Uh, this was not, like, this was not done legally. Like, oh, I can't oh, imagine. Clearly, it was. he did clearly. not have a certification. No, or anything. but I he wonder. Like, not. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure that in Ukraine, you have to have a license to be a taxi driver. Like, it has to oh, be yeah. by the books. But I'm wondering if there's like, I'm wondering if it's not uncommon to uh, get like an unofficial taxi as well. Yeah, because we have seen that in some other cases as well. Wasn't there a case where? Um. Oh, it was. Not Poland, not Poland, Romania, where like it's common to hitchhike. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. like, and Ukraine is not too far from there. So I wonder if like it's it's not uncommon for there to be like unofficial taxis as well, but just like it's it's very like it's it's like under under the table sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. This being said, Alexander participated in some robberies, but then was like, mm, yeah, I don't really know if this is for me. And he didn't participate in any of the murders. And this was because he had a blood phobia. Remember, they were killing the animals, trying to get him to get over his blood phobia. Don't do that. No, that's not a like, good way to no, go to therapy. Do like, I don't know. Like. Literally. <laughs> and he was, like, super, super squeamish. So, obviously, like, 
killing people just wasn't going to be for him. Um, but this still just like pisses, pisses me off. Like, come on. Um, I don't know if maybe he hung around Igor and Victor originally because he was like an outsider and he was looking for friends, but I don't know. I feel like the animal torture should have been a clue to stop hanging out with them. Yeah. Animal torture is a different level. Like obviously killing people is not fucking okay. No. But I mean, the animal torture as well. Like what? Why? What is the fucking purpose? A defenseless animal. Like, my vegetarian is probably coming out right now, but no, absolutely not. <laughs> he he might not have, like, have participated in any of this, but he knew what was happening. And, like, come on, dude. Like, you should have told the police. But I he did. I wonder, though, maybe they threatened him. Like, they probably, like, they could have threatened him. Yeah. And because oh, they he was fully have. aware that they were very capable of killing people without any kind of remorse... Yeah. He probably was, he might have been scared. He also probably he may have like because he was a loner like uh, like they all were mm-hmm. it seems like he could have just had a really dependent personality and yeah. he felt like that was just betraying these guys that were like his only friends. Yeah. yeah. Especially that age as well. And and the fact that they were school friends, like it, it can be really difficult to let go of school friends if you've been with been around them for years, if they've helped you go through things, and especially if they're all loners, like he might not have the same depraved personality as the other two. Uh, but if they've been close for several years in an institution where they were ostracized, it might be really difficult to to turn them in, you know? It's very. It would be very different if they were like grown-ups that met at work or something. Yeah, it is hard to let those kind of friends go. I I totally know. Luckily, yes, none of none Age of my does know. none of my you guys are just like dropping the ball them, on a joke but. right here. Like, I know it's so hard to let school friends go. Like, I've been trying to get rid of Angel for years. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that. I've known Angel, Angel and I have known each other since we were twelve. I really thought that was coming. She did. But that's she, probably just me. She wrote me a note in uh, our senior year. She said, "I'm probably never going to speak to you again <laughs> after graduation." And here we are. That that was her trying to let me go. She was like, "Cut ties, cut." And I said, "No." Look, look. Here's the thing. We've said this before on the show. Your like senior year for you was not great, and yeah. I thought that you wouldn't be super interested in maintaining a friendship after. And I was okay with it. And so at the end of senior year, I was like, okay, if she wants to cut ties and not be friends anymore, that is perfectly okay. I now, you know, like how many years later, eight years later, fully understand that that's just not your personality. You hold on to friendships. Oh, yeah. More than you should probably. I love my friends. (laughs) There have been some friendships where I'm like just just stop. Just like (laughs) stop talking to that person. They're not good for you. And you're just like, but, you know, they did this one thing for me once and I just can't let that go. I'm like, Ainge, it's toxic. Stop it. But I'm very happy we maintained friendship. Yeah. Because I love you very sure. much. I'm good. I'm waiting for an I love you too. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love you too. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> anyway, we, I, we get you, Alexander, but we're just a little bit peeved. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Ainge and I are one thing, but we are, it's, like, a very mild case of You this. could have done better. Yeah, if, if yeah. Bella started killing people, I would have gone to the police. Yeah, you would yeah. have. Thankfully. As far as motive goes for these dudes, um, they didn't really seem to have one besides greed. Uh, they wanted to make money by recording their murders, which really... Mm, Honestly, though, in a way, kind of ahead of their time. Yeah. Kind of like a very sick and twisted way. In a horrible, horrible, sick and twisted way. But I mean, this was 2007. It was, it's not like, it's not like uh, YouTube of today or, I mean, not that this would get monetized on YouTube now, but. Yeah. But you know that people pay to see like some deeply disturbing and problematic content online like on the dark web web. so they were clearly fucking unstable there is no doubt about that um 
In a lot of their findings, police gathered that they were killing because they enjoyed it. Which, yeah, that makes sense. They killed animals in the woods for fun. Um, One detective, Bogdan Vlasenko, said that, quote, We think they were doing it as a hobby to have a collection of memories when they get old. Please... Please collect memories, but not ones like that. Yeah, dude. Out. Like, come on. If like, you want to collect memories, travel. Go get Spend drunk. good time with your friends Make and family. Kiss. Go kiss. To, yeah, right. Go to the bar. Yeah, go. go like, kiss Take some photos people. at the bar. Like, I don't know. What? Kiss a stranger. Uh, do shots with your grandmother. Like, there are other ways yeah. to make good memories. And killing is not a hobby, you know? No, like, no. it's not just something that you, like, oh, ha, like... No, that's what? fucking no. crochet. Like, no. yeah. Exactly. Um, and then they also apparently labeled their photos that they took with phrases. And these phrases were, like, quote, the weak must die, the strongest will conquer. Why does that sound like an Instagram post by a fuckboy? Literally. Literally. That's like some guy who just like recorded a mixtape in like That's his like local one of those That's either an e-boy studio. or one of those guys that's obsessed with becoming a billionaire. It's a billionaire. And, yeah. It's not has, the like, e-boy. Don't oh, do yeah. my e-boys dirty. Sorry. Entrepreneur. <laughs> they have like entrepreneur in their bio. Yeah. Like, I definitely <laughs> studied finance at university <laughs> yeah. and wasn't a frat. And then it's that also, type. Yep. I'm just like yeah. flat up. You, you, y'all will see. Did you see. say flat up? Yeah, <laughs> flat out. It's flat out. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm I'm great. Uh, great at great at things. Uh, you'll you'll see a picture of these guys, and I'm just gonna say like strongest will conquer. Like that's not them. That's not no. them. Absolutely not. Mm -mm. They are not the strongest among us. They like to think they are. Anyways, because they had these photos and videos, like I mentioned, um, I have no idea how any lawyer could even attempt to defend them with all the evidence that they had against them. Um, The way that they did it was, like, I just want to roll my eyes. It will get there in a little bit. But, like, God, I just... It's rough. One of one of the pieces of evidence was a video that depicted the murder of Sergei Yatsenko, which was the man who had gone missing after going out for a ride on his motorcycle and then was found dead four days later. No, this eat, video, no eating warning again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be a no eating warning. Take a quick break or skip over the next like minute. Um, the video depicted his torture and murder. First, he was stabbed in the eyes and the abdomen with a screwdriver. And then he beat, and then he was beat to death with a hammer. The two men in the video are like gleeful, like excited, which literally gives me the heebie jeebies. To make matters even worse, they photographed themselves. At their victims' funerals. They went to the funerals of their victims. And in these photographs, they were, like, flipping off their gravestones. Like, how disrespectful can you be? Dude, that how is so fucked up. What the hell? Like, it's not it's not a small town, but it's definitely small enough that these murders would have been making front page news. So they would yeah. have been able to find the funerals very easily. Oh, yeah. yeah. And all of this evidence was shown... Shown shown in court along with the videos of the animal killings, which I literally cannot even imagine being witness to. Yeah. I would having to watch that to be a juror on this trial. Oh my god. Unfortunately, many more people would become witness to this crime as the video depicting Sergei's death was leaked and put online. That's awful. That's two thousand seven. I expected more from you. I did right. (laughs) so we're gonna get into the trials now of the three men all three men were charged with involvement in 29 incidents which included 21 murders and eight attacks where people survived igor was charged with 27 cases which consisted of 21 charges of capital murder eight armed robberies and one charge of animal cruelty 
Victor was charged with 25, which included 18 counts of murder, five robberies, and one animal cruelty, cruelty, cruelty. And Alexander was charged with two counts of armed robbery because he didn't participate in any of the murders, just the taxi robberies. Um, their trial began in June of 2008 and all three of them originally confessed, but then Igor withdrew that confession and he actually pleaded not guilty, but the other two pleaded guilty to all charges. So Alexander and, um, that's so his stupid. parents and his lawyer definitely told him not to yeah, be guilty. First of all, Igor was eager, 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 Igor was like clearly the one he got charged with the most so he clearly was the one like most likely involved in every single yeah, one of these right? incidents and yet he's the one who said not guilty like no right? no not even he was clearly the instigator and is like nope couldn't be me <laughs> literally he okay so what you said about his parents telling him not to make sense and i will come back to that in about five seconds um Similar to the case that we did in South Africa, there was no jury. Um, so the case was just heard by a panel of judges and there was like a head judge, but then like they all conferred together. And also... So kind um, of like a Supreme Court situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Igor was able to hire his own father as his lawyer. No, oh. no, Victor. Okay, I lied. Not about Igor um, conf- uh, not pleading guilty, but I got confused because um, Victor's... Victor was able to hire his own father as his lawyer, and his father's name is also Igor, and so that's why I got confused. So if I confuse anyone out there, I'm so sorry. But Igor, the 18-year-old, was the one who pleaded not guilty, and Victor got his father to be his no. lawyer. Igor's, Igor's older. He's 19. Oh, my God. It, it, 18, 19. Child. Child. <laughs> child. They're child. Um, They're children's. Did you say childs? <laughs> yeah. You sound like I every said, single one of my Spanish students. They all say childs. I just childs. said they're children. childs, and then I said they're childrens. Yep. <laughs> Spanish people have a really difficult time with that. They either say childs or children. They never get it right. It's because English yeah. makes no sense. This is exactly. true. There, are, there have been so many times where I've been teach like i've been giving an english lesson and someone's been like why is it why is this rule this way and i'm like because english is dumb i have no real answer for you i'm sorry yeah pretty much and they're like aren't you a native speaker that studied english and has uh multiple certifications in teaching english i'm like yes so i am certified to tell you that english is fucking stupid <laughs> yeah pretty much um and then victor's father kind of became like the the lead in the defense and um became also like almost this face of the trial because he was like doing interviews with the press and stuff so i don't know that seems it was weird a, like a weird flex that really it was makes really me weird to be honest an extremely weird flex the defense also called into question the investigators handling of the case this was kind of like their one of their main defense points um they called multiple investigators and officers to the stand and they pointed out supposed problems with improperly kept records, illegal searches, and issues during questioning. Specifically, they called into question the videotape of the searches of the guy's apartments. Apparently, the tape isn't like one consistent take. It's like constantly stops and starts, and it, it, it'll stop, and then once it picks back up, it like shows an officer holding evidence but it doesn't show where he got it from like uh, so like he walks like clearly into clearly edited yes like clearly they tried to make it look a certain way um they never showed them actually like finding the things which is very weird not that i don't think that they did it but like a very weird video for the police to That's have definitely bad but yes also bad police work the the better videos are the ones that literally show them. The, yeah, that literally so, depict them like, murdering Sergei. Yeah. Like, I agree that the police work wasn't the best here. This and is like the LAPD of Europe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in this case, yeah. I would be. I would also be interested in doing like 
Uh, we could make it like a continental thing, but like finding the worst police units on every continent. <laughs> <laughs> and North America, LAPD. Yeah. Um, so Victor's dad also claimed that there was a fourth suspect in the murders, Danila Kozlov, who was initially charged, but then let go. Um, there was even a family member of one of the victims who remembers Kozlov's name in the police documents and that she knew that Kozlov had been with the suspects just before her sister was murdered. Um, and she had asked investigators about it, and all they said was that, quote, he did not murder anyone. And when the matter was brought up and, like, discussed in court, the judge asked the attorney to sit down. Okay, like, that's weird. It is weird. It's weird. But also, I don't know, I feel like names are brought into cases all the time. All the time. He could have just been, like, a suspect that they yeah. were thinking of offhand, you like know? Like, for a date. Like, he could have, like, because he probably maybe had been associated with them, had been associated with some sketchy stuff, so they were, like, could be. But yeah. that's why you have suspects. That doesn't mean everyone's going to be guilty. Exactly. And people really believed, like, this is kind of like what they made them believe in court, um, that the reason why Kozlov got off scot-free is because he and his family had, like, a little bit of power and, like, money and they were able to get him out somehow. Um, and this was something that the defense kind of stuck to because they claimed that there were even more murders committed by people who were powerful enough to get away with it. Like, they were like, there's 10 more murders that you're not bringing up that these people obviously didn't do, but, like, these other people did. But it was, like, the boys obviously, like, so clearly committed the murders that yeah. they were on trial for that it just didn't even, like, They're just trying to distract. Hold. Like, they're just trying to draw attention away from what yeah. their yeah. children did. Exactly. Another defense for Victor was that Igor was like the ringleader, like what Angel said earlier, and that Victor had a, quote, psychological dependence on Igor and that he had been in constant fear for his life since the seventh grade and that Igor made him do it all. I mean, like, I could see it. I, could I can see it, see it. But I also but it- think... If you're if you have a hand in committing murders, yes. I like that's just not an excuse. There comes a point like after the they killed 21 people. Literally. Like there comes a point after a certain number like you you would step back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if your moral compass is even anywhere close to the green side, you would have made some different decisions, yeah. I think. But he didn't, so I don't... At the same... Like, I'm I'm not excusing what he did. But at that age, like, you are so impressionable. You're, yeah, very yeah, impressionable. Sure. And, like, it's obviously not okay what he did. But if, if Igor was the ringleader, I can see why A, Victor kind of fell into it. And then B, why Alexander did as well, even though Alexander yeah. clearly did not want yeah. to have anything to do with any of the killings well and in my mind in my mind if if victor really had a problem with it he would have like after the first murder he would have known and he would have like freaked out and said no i cannot do this yeah but they he they continued with like 20 more yeah no one okay i'm not gonna say no one I, I think it would be very hard to manipulate someone into killing 21 people with you. Yeah. He has, like, I think the biggest difference between Victor and Alexander is that Victor clearly has some of the same mental issues like as Like, he Eagle. also was enjoying it. Exactly. Yeah. But Alexander was not. No. Yeah. But I think definitely the both of them were sort of under the influence of Igor, but... Victor was definitely Victor definitely had um some of his some like more mental health issues probably than Alexander because Alexander very clearly did not enjoy this. Like he obviously yeah. did things wrong and he does pay for it, but yeah. he had nothing to do with the killings. And I like not I don't even think it was just his fear of blood. I don't I I just don't get that vibe from Alexander that yeah. he would have been okay with killing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
So on February 11th, 2009, both Victor and Igor were found guilty of premeditated murder and they were both sentenced to life in prison. Igor on 21 charges of murder and Victor with 18. I wonder why it was only 18. Yeah, I don't know. The death penalty was abolished in Ukraine in 2000. Oh, wait, sorry. I just thought about this. It could have been only 18 because remember there were some where it was like one hit with a hammer to the back of the head. Mm. Like that could have like only yeah. been one person. You know? Yeah. Um, sorry. The death penalty was abolished in Ukraine in the year 2000. Otherwise, I think it's probably pretty likely that they would have gotten the death penalty. Um, they were also found guilty of animal cruelty and they got an additional 15 years added to their life sentences on robbery charges. They really their, threw the book at these boys. Yeah. yeah. Their accomplice in the robberies, Alexander, was given nine years in prison, <sighs> which seems like, I like in my head, that's like, that's a lot for two robberies. But he knew about everything yeah. that was going on and he never said anything. So I think, I think his he should have more. I, I think, sorry, I think his sentence is fair. Me too. Yeah. Um. I also, I'm just saying like the fact that they <laughs> had life plus 15 it's like that's so funny to me like i know you'll die here and then we're gonna bring you back and give you 15 more years (laughs) then you can go to hell alexander was later quoted saying quote if i had known the atrocities that they were capable of committing i would not have gone near them at gunpoint and that says a lot but like it's not like he's the best person in the world i mean you you knew you knew what they were capable of committing for a whole month and also, you still stuck around them. Probably longer because he saw them killing animals. Yes. I mean, it's very different to kill an animal than it is yeah, to kill a human. For sure. Like I'm not cool with either personally. However, I just I don't know, with Alexander, I feel some sympathy for him. I absolutely he deserves his time in prison. But I I do feel some sympathy for him because I I don't think if he had known ahead of time what they were going to do, I don't think he would have been friends with them. Yeah, I agree with you because, okay, so I um, didn't put everything in, but I'm going to say something because I did some research about the animals and stuff. So he, like, had a cat himself. I guess, and he was, like, afraid to take care of it sometimes because he was so worried that he would hurt it because, you know, he was so squeamish. Stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And then they started killing animals. And it's, like, okay, people hunt, which I don't particularly like, but it's usually humane whatever. But they were torturing animals. Like, there was... A That's a different thing. That is an yes. entirely different thing. Yeah. They had, like, one of the instances, they had, like, this small kitten, and they nailed it to a wooden cross and oh glued God. its mouth shut. Like, <gasps> this was disgusting. This is, like, torture so, like, torture. And Alexander knew that stuff was happening. Like, it's fucked up. You leave the cats alone. I know. I know just right? stop. We are three cat ladies here. Yeah. Don't you dare. I'm just, it's, be, and I think he probably in his mind was like, this is the limit, right? There has to be some sort of limit to what they'll do. And animals is the limit. But then they went on to human beings. Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. During the proceedings, the judge said that the two, Igor and Victor, did what they did because of a strong desire for, quote, morbid self-affirmation, and also said that, quote, the poverty of their emotional world and their absence of interest in people and moral standards. That makes sense. I I like that poverty of their emotional world. Wow, that's a good one. I think that they definitely had some issues going on, so... Yeah. Oh, for sure. That, you, that like you, well. I don't think you can be that cruel without having some kind no. of mental instability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And something interesting, um, which I didn't know could happen, 
But the verdict on this case was so long that it took two days in court to read because it was several hundred pages. Oh, my God. Like, I didn't know that that I didn't know that that's how like verdicts were written out. Like, I just I don't know. Yeah. I just always I I always imagine it. I just picture the OJ case. Yeah. Where she like it's literally just the part where she says, We the jury find Orenthal James Simpson not guilty, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And like that's it. Yeah. Like I thought that was everything. The, like this just, is like, the this is the part you don't see in TV. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Um Victor and Igor's lawyers announced that they would appeal the verdict based on the fact that they didn't believe the authenticity of the video could be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. <laughs> Fuck off. Bro. It was them. It was them it in was the video. Them. <laughs> a lawyer for one of the victim's families named Edmund Sakian responded to that by saying, quote, in theory, a photo can be faked, but to fake a 40-minute video would require a studio and a whole year. And it's like, seriously, this happened in 2007. It's not like the cameras on phones have the same capabilities as they do now. Yeah. Like, and even now, when a lot of people have easy access to good cameras, this still wouldn't be likely. Like, what would be a purpose? the purpose of making a video like that? I just... It makes yeah. no sense. I know. None whatsoever. Through all of this, though, the boys' parents still believe that their sons are totally innocent for whatever reason. Igor's father, Vladimir, said that his son was tortured into giving a confession by covering his head and forcing him to inhale cigarette smoke. At a press conference, he poked holes in the investigation and maintained his son's innocence. And then Victor's father said that his son was basically used as a scapegoat and that the real perpetrators of these crimes were relatives of senior officials, which, like, there's no evidence for. Also, just how can there, you know what there is evidence for? That your sons did this. Literally. Seriously. Literally so much evidence. How do you watch the video and then tell me that that's not your son? <laughs> Literally. Stupid. I would recognize anyone that I know in a video like that. Like, I'd want to be like, I wouldn't want to believe it. But I would have to. No, of course not. The parents joined the effort to appeal their sons' cases and not only to the Ukraine Supreme Court, but also to the European Court of Human Rights. Fuck and like off. That's bold. That is bold of them. True to their word, the case was appealed in August of 2009, going straight to the Supreme Court of Ukraine. And this was very much welcomed by Victor and Igor's parents, who fully believed that the evidence was fabricated and that the life sentences were going to be overturned. Um, the Supreme Court reviewed the case for three months, and on November 24th, the life sentences were upheld, as they should have been, obviously. It's so clear that they fucking did it. Yeah. I know, right? It probably just took them three months to go through the several hundred page verdict. Yeah. yeah. Alexander did not appeal his case, and he was released from prison in April of 2019 after serving his full sentence, like a, like a, not good person, but like a better person than obviously Victor and Igor are. And Alexander's now married with two children. And like, I, part of me feels bad for him because he really seems like the good kid that got kind of roped in with the wrong crowd and definitely paid the price for it. But I feel think the fact that he didn't try to appeal his sentence says a lot about his character yeah you know um for sure. he knew that what he'd done was wrong and he just accepted his punishment and went through it and then came out a better person on the other yeah. side i think yeah because so many people appeal because they don't feel bad they do not feel bad like no i fully believe at he all. felt bad i think he felt bad and he was like yeah this is what i deserve i made very conscious decisions and he like he accepted his punishment and obviously he did horrible things but i don't think he's a horrible person and um with the end of the trial isabella is actually going to take away the rest of the case there, there's not really much case left that's the end of the case but there's a couple extra things that are interesting to know and she's gonna she's gonna chat about those hi it's my turn um, so <laughs> we have a surprise guest in this episode and that is the it's country you. of chile what? Yeah, it's me. 
Uh, but that it's the country of Chile. I didn't expect Chile to show up, but here we are. Yeah, no um, one did. No. Of all the countries to like pop up in this episode, Chile would have been like low on my list of guesses. Um, in 2010, the investigative series called Aquí en Vivo, which means here live, produced an hour and a half documentary on this case, which they called Los Manigos del Martillo, which means the Hammermaniacs. Which is like, honestly like that's the title of this episode because that's a good ass name. Yeah, it's what they were. They killed people. <laughs> yeah, they were maniacs. Um, so the journalist Michel Canale he flew to Ukraine where this all happened, and he was able to uncover new photographs and videos that had previously been unseen, including an unedited version of the murder of Sergei Yatsenko, in which you see Victor and Igor in a wooded area concealing a hammer in a yellow plastic bag, waiting for the opportunity to strike and discussing what they want to do with their victim when one happens upon them. Oh my God. Igor in particular is seen in this video using binoculars to look through the windows of passing cars. And he even poses with the hammer like, oh, look, get one for the gram, even though Instagram didn't exist at this time. Like, it's so very obvious that it's them in the video. Yeah, yeah seriously. Uh, so 20 minutes into the video, Sergei arrives on his motorcycle. They attack him. He falls off his, his bike and just in the middle of the road. And then they drag him off to the side, which, which was like a wooded area. And that's why he wasn't found for a few days because it wasn't mm-hmm. easily visible from the road. Especially like if you're just going past, like how often do you really notice shit on the side of the road? Yeah. So in the video, the video shows them murdering him with a hammer, making his face just unrecognizable. And according to the documentary, there are at least five other known videos of murders that the boys committed, but they weren't shown. And so I actually found this documentary on YouTube. You can find it. It's broken up in parts. You have to put in the Spanish name and it's only in Spanish. So if you don't speak Spanish, you're shit out of luck. Uh, because there aren't English subtitles on it, but I did watch. And that's why Bella's doing this part of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one here that speaks Spanish, but I watched the first 15 minutes of it and uh, it, it did show the video and like, um, it did like it didn't show the video in its entirety, but it showed a few clips of it. And it is so clearly Igor that I, like the fact that his parents stand by him and say that he didn't do it is just fucking beyond me because yeah, the video is a bit grainy, because it was filmed in 2007, but it's not so, like, it's not CCTV grainy. Yeah. It is yeah. very clearly Igor, and it's so frustrating. The video of Sergei's murder was actually, it was so brutal that when it was shown to a Chilean horror director named Jorge Olguin, he actually couldn't sit through all of it because it was too much. Too much for a horror director who thinks about this shit because that's what he does for a living. That's, Yeah. And like even on crappy, a a crappy 2007 camera phone, it was too much. And that says a lot about what they did to that poor man. The documentary also features interviews with a bunch of people, including Lydia Mikrenyasheva, who survived the hammer attack and identified the boys in court. She said the only reason she survived was because she had dogs with her that barked really loudly and scared them off. Like, she had been hit over the head with a hammer and the dogs were barking, clearly drawing attention. And so they ran away. Yeah. But she identified them in court. Because they also, you know, like, they went for more easy opportunities. And, like, that clearly wasn't something they were expecting. So they were, like, too much of an inconvenience. I'm glad that people were able to survive them. They also interviewed Natalia Ilchenko who was the mother of the first victim that we know of, um, Ekaterina, who we talked about way back, like an hour ago. And she recounted how she was the first one to find her daughter after she was murdered and how she almost couldn't recognize her own daughter. That's so awful. In the documentary, she says that the killers should not be compared to animals because animals don't kill for fun like the boys did. And I mean animals don't hang other animals from trees like the boys did or nail kittens to crosses like that is an exclusively human thing and it's sick they're worse than animals they're worse than the worst animals on this planet yeah Mm -hmm. 100 percent. 
But the boy's parents were also interviewed for this documentary and wholeheartedly maintained their son's innocence. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I understand sticking up for your kids, but when they've done things as horrible as yours have, there is, and there, like, there's so much evidence pointing to them. I just don't understand how you could still defend them. A few weeks ago, I was uh, chatting with my mom. And we were talking about something along these lines, like how it's crazy how much parents will stick up for their kids, even though, like, mm -hmm. even when they've, like, clearly murdered, a, murdered people. And my mom, like, I'm very, I'm very close with my mother. We have a very healthy relationship. She and my dad are my best friends. And she told me, she was like, if I, if I thought you killed somebody, I would be the first to throw your ass under the bus. Yeah. And I'm like, as you should, like vice versa. I love my mom so much. But if she murdered someone, I'd be like, shit, she did it. Get her. It's okay to say that you like love your children very much. Yeah. But you don't like, like that doesn't change the fact that they're murderers, but like you don't need to defend them. Seriously. And the video, like he, it's so clearly Igor in that video like, even if you don't speak Spanish, still, like, look it up. Like, like find the documentary online and on YouTube and, and look at how clearly it is Igor. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. Like, it, there's just no question of a doubt that it's him. And on the one hand, to be fair, I think they were definitely beaten by the police because in the documentary, they show a video of Alexander with his face bruised while he was in custody, which does kind of indicate his being beaten by police. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also... Like, they beat that 14-year-old kid. Yeah, exactly. It would not surprise me if they beat the, like, yeah. the boys actually guilty. For sure. Yeah. Which is not okay. They shouldn't, they should not do. Exactly. And, like, I'm not saying that it negates, like, I'm not saying that it's okay, but in no way does it negate all of the evidence that points to them. Yeah. So Victor and Igor are very much still in prison, but the story doesn't actually end there because there were copycat killers. Oh. Unfortunately. Ooh. Unfortunately. So in December 2010, there were a string of attacks in Irkutsk, Russia, which left six people dead. They had all been killed using a mallet and a knife. On April 5th, 2011, 19-year-old Artyom Anufriev and 18-year-old Nikita Litkin they were arrested in connection to the killings. What was the connection? A video filmed on Nikita's uncle's video camera, which showed the pair mutilating the body of one of the victims with a knife. Nikita's uncle was actually the person who tipped off the police because he had become suspicious of their behavior. Good. I'm so Good, glad. As you should. Like, yeah. This, like, is, this is the right thing to do. Exactly. Like he was clearly not blinded by his love for his niece. He no. was like, nah. Get her and her friend, seriously. Reportedly, they were influenced by the Hammer Maniacs after reading about them online. And this theory is kind of given more credence because they were both psychologically examined and found to be completely sane. Yeah. Like, no real major issues that would incapacitate them enough. Now... I, I gave you, like, very much the bare minimum here. There are a ton of details in this case. We could very easily make this an hour episode on its own. So if you would be interested in hearing about this full case in depth, let us know on social media uh, because we could definitely do it. I know we just did a Russian case. I just did a Russian case, and we generally try to space out, uh, you know, cases from different countries, like cases from the same country. But mm -hmm. we will make an exception if you are interested in hearing about it. But you have to talk to us and let us know yes. on social media. Riley, why don't you tell them where they can find us on social media? Oh, you can find us at True Crime INTL on Instagram. And on Facebook, you can just search True Crime International in the search bar uh, to find our group. That's super fun. And you can chat with us. We love it there. Our group is awesome. It's so poppin'. definitely come over there. Our, our Facebook group is doing more than our Instagram. Yeah. Also, if um, you listen to us on Apple Podcasts and you are enjoying us, if you could leave us a five-star review, we would, um, we would very much appreciate it. And then last but not least, if you 
really, really enjoy us and you have an extra $5 a month to spend and you want more content, you can join our Patreon. Um, It's $5 a month. We give you three extra pieces of content every month. You get a full length, a layover, and a red eye. Um, And it's really fun over there. There's like lots of extra cases from different countries and whatnot. And I think I've plugged it plenty in this episode. Yeah, I think you plugged it a lot. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, otherwise, Angel? Uh, we hope that you've learned something new today. Maybe you'll go uh, look up that city and learn how to pronounce it. And we hope that you've enjoyed your stay here at True Crime International. Bye. 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 Bye.